Gaitam Nimishena, Chakshusha Pravrisaitam, Sunyaitam Jigat Saravam, Govinda Vidhainame, Yugaitam, appearing like a great millennium, Nimisena, by a moment, Chakshusha, from the eyes, Pravrisaitam, tears falling like torrents of rain, Sunyaitam, appearing void, Jigat, the world, Sarvam all Govinda, from Lord Govinda Krishna, Virahename, by my separation. O Govinda, feeling your separation, I am considering a moment to be like twelve years or more. Tears are flowing from my eyes, like torrents of rain, and I am feeling all vacant in the world in your absence. This sentiment of separation is one of the highest emotions of spiritual ecstasy, this separation. And its symptoms are problematic for us to comprehend. When we say this is the highest ecstatic symptom, this separation, which is characterized by feeling all vacant, Tears falling from the eyes and they just won't stop. Time seems to stop. Seems like an eternity. One would say, well, if this is the highest spiritual emotion, <laughs> is this really for me, this spiritual life? Mm-hmm. I won't ask for a show of hands, but <laughs> I would imagine that a majority of us, at one point or another, have had what in this on this plane is considered a, a broken heart. Uh, someone has uh, let us down in an extraordinary way. That pain is practically unbearable. Sometimes we see in the material world so unbearable that people give up their life over losing a loved one. Or their companion for a lifetime is taken from them and they're, they're devastated. It's important for us to understand that the emotions that we experience on this plane, however we may classify them in the category of love, according to our our perception here, that love that we are experiencing on the material plane of existence is considered by the great transcendentalists, those that have actually tasted spiritual love, have the quality of iron. What's the quality of iron? It's heavy. Doesn't matter if you have a huge quantity of it, it's not worth a lot, is it? You can take tons of iron to the junkyard, what are you going to get? True spiritual love is considered, relatively speaking, to consider, if you could even put it in a perspective, which is actually impossible for us. But its its quality is that of gold. What's the quality of gold? Well, if you have just a small bit of gold, it's worth a lot. A small bit of gold is worth a huge pile of iron. huh? That gives us some understanding of the comparative difference. Of course, it can't give us a true understanding we're bereft of spiritual emotion at this point in our existence. Once in a while in the association of Krishna's devotees, chanting the holy name, we get some taste, but it's just a shadow reflection of true spiritual emotion. But it gives us some aspiration. There's a lot to come. There's there's a lot headed our way. There's another comparison just to put this in perspective. Of course, we are aware of the pleasure we can have on this plane. We have pleasures of our senses, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, our intellectual pleasures. Of course, we have the concomitant backside of those pleasures, the miseries that come with them when that pleasure ends or it's taken away from us. We won't dwell on those. We've discussed it time and time again. But I just want to remind you of one thing. 
And that is, when you give up the pleasure on this plane and just giving that up, Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Puta Prasanatmanasochate Just to give up, to be freed of the enjoyment and suffering on the material plane, to come to the platform of Brahman, Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma. When we come to that platform, we experience a natural joyfulness. Just to be free of the of just the reactions, enjoyment, suffering, chanchala, always flickering. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad, sometimes going our way, sometimes not. That Brahmananda, that enjoyment of transcendental relief from the pains and pleasures of material existence. Another thing, just to give you a comparative analysis. Probably everyone here has at one point or another been in some excruciating pain and the doctor comes and and in a moment I'm floating. Hmm? The pain's gone. Or he's going to give you pain so he sticks something in your jaw and it's like, wow, hmm, I could like this. Huh? That's, that relief gives you some idea. That little bit of relief that morphine-based drugs give you shows you what happens when you turn off, turn off all the bad receptacles. Unfortunately, it wears off. But, <laughs> or if it doesn't wear off, you become so addicted to it, you destroy your life. And again, that's the nature of material enjoyment just never satisfies us. But that gives you a relative comparison to what it must be like to turn off the senses entirely and experience your spiritual spiritual bliss of not being involved in material existence. Brahma Bhutta Prasanatma. That enjoyment of Brahman is considered to be infinitesimal in comparison to the ocean of transcendental enjoyment available to us on the spiritual plane. That enjoyment of Brahman, devoid of loving relationship with the personality of Godhead, has infinitesimal value in comparison to understanding our true spiritual relationship in love with the Supreme Lord. Gold, iron, an ocean of enjoyment, the enjoyment contained in the hoof print of a calf. Those are the comparisons. It's important for us when we hear these last verses of Sixostica, which are so esoteric in nature, they're talking about a plane of spiritual enjoyment, which is inconceivable to us at this. We can conceive of it as much as the great Acharyas give us a glimmer of it through their writings or through their discussion, through their katha. We can get some, some hint. That hint is jnana. Jnana is one level of knowledge. But there's also what? Vigyana. What's the difference? Jnana is theoretical. Vigyana means I have some practical experience. And as I said, sometimes we get some particle of spiritual, spiritual, our spiritual life shines through in good association. Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu here in this seventh verse of Sikhsastika is talking about the highest level of spiritual emotion available to Krishna's most intimate associates. The ecstatic emotion of separation from Krishna, which, according to the great Acharyas, is as blissful, as enjoyment, as meeting with Krishna. I wish I was a great transcendentalist and could give you some vision into that. I have no conception. But theoretically, 
the great Acharyas, the Goswamis, they speak repeatedly about this separation. And it's important for us to always remember the significance of the advent of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. Never before was this level of transcendental emotion available in human society. There were concepts of God, but most of the concepts of God were centered around appreciation for the Lord in awe and reverence. This intimate level of transcendental understanding in recent history has only been there since the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, of course, Krishna's direct associates, when he were, was present in Vraja, they were experiencing this love. But as far as religious practitioners, well, hardly anybody even knew he was God. They didn't recognize. They didn't have the eyes. Shastra Shakshu, Jana Shakshu, they didn't have the, the vision to know this is God. Some few rare ones did. The Pandavas, Uddhava, Krishna's wives, Dwarka. And then his associates in Vraj, they just thought he was some powerful demigod-like personality. They have a special Maya we know what Maya is, right? It keeps us here. It's that energy, that, that bewildering potency that makes us forget God or makes us think we are God or makes us want to enjoy on this plane. There, that Mahamaya that influences us and keeps us in illusion, like a spell. You know what a spell's like? You go to New Orleans and you cross someone the wrong way and they put the whammy on you. All of a sudden, you know, the chicken leg's there and it's, you know... <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and you don't want to eat anymore or, you know, you start vomiting or you're, oh, you're, who knows what, you've crossed someone and you're, you're, under, the, you're under the spell. Yeah, somehow or other, that's what material life is like. We have to realize that. We're under the spell of Krishna's external potency. There is nothing we can do. There's no potion for us. According to our own abilities, there's nothing we can do. But, Krishna's so merciful, he's always coming and saying, here, let me take off this spell. I'll send a devotee you can associate with. He'll give you knowledge. I'll give you a mantra. He'll give you a mantra. Just by chanting it, the spell will be released. That Mahamaya, the spell that we're begging Krishna to remove from our consciousness so that we can see things as they are so we can experience true spiritual enjoyment so we can even begin to comprehend something like this yugaitam yugas yugaitam namishena for yugas seeming like forever i'll never see krishna the separation is driving me mad i'm crying the world is vacant i have no reason to live it's the highest spiritual emotion. That sense of complete and utter loss that attracts Krishna. That is, if you remember when Triparari mentioned that in the class here, what did he say? That's the ultra-negative that attracts the supreme positive. This sense. Then we come close. So also the residents of Raj, they didn't know that Krishna was God. They had another... Maya. They were under a different spell. Not the spell we're under. They were under the spell of love. That Yoga Maya spell allows them to re-interact with Krishna without the sense of awe and reverence. Very high, high esoteric understanding. Not available. Not available until Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and broke open the storehouse of transcendental ecstasy and started to distribute it. Imagine all the various practitioners of the school of bhakti prior to the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu simply was, were able to rise to the state of complete awe and reverence. Any questions? Bhagavad Gita as it is. Sanatan Dharma is our true spiritual position. Sanatan means eternal, eternal, and Dharma means occupational engagement. Now, we have occup occupational engagements here, 
on this plane of existence, but they're not eternal. They're not sanatan. Those engagements change according to the body that we're given by the modes of material nature. The dharma, the responsibilities of man, are not the same as the responsibilities of a woman. The responsibilities of the king are not the same as the responsibilities of a street sweeper. The responsibilities of agriculturalists are not the same as the uh, responsibilities of a Brahmin who is meant to teach society. We have our relative responsibilities that come with the material body. We can either perform our activities in this body according to good direction, that is called karma. Proper karma is, is what is designated by higher authority. And if we're lucky, if we're fortunate, we will get direction for activities on this plane, which will continue to elevate us consciously so that our suffering is diminished. Now, we've all been here many times reading Bhagavad Gita, and we know the concept that rising from the mode of ignorance to the mode of passion to the mode of goodness gives us a more fulfilling life. Someone in ignorance is suffering. They're in illusion. Even when they're in the height of their intoxication, it really it, it ends, ends badly for them. The mode of ignorance has no redeeming qualities. Above the mode of ignorance, we come to the mode of passion. The mode of passion, it's better than ignorance. Do you really want to live your life working like a beast of burden, just simply for a little little straw at the end of the day. That's the characteristics of, of the mode of passion. That we work very hard, but the results, the rewards we get for our hard work are not commensurate with the labor we put out on the material plane. The payoff isn't very good. And the mode of goodness, the mode of goodness is satisfying. One eats well. One sleeps well, one, has, one uses intelligence for, for higher things. They're naturally happy, they're joyful, the intellectuals. Passion and ignorance doesn't give that satisfaction from life. Being charitable, being clean, being truthful, being merciful, all these are mode of, mode of goodness activities, and they're satisfying, aren't they? When you're truly truthful, when you don't lie, you don't have to worry about anything. If you're cheating and you're always listing things, you always have to be looking over, is somebody going to find me out here? Somebody going to figure out what I'm up to? When I'm charitable, I give away, I give without, without really a concern. True charity means I don't care if it comes back. It doesn't matter. Let me just give. I don't need to worry it's, it wasn't mine to begin with. For me to say this is mine, this is, this is foolishness. It's coming of its own accord. And the funny thing is when you give charity, it just keeps coming. You're like a vessel. It just goes. Amazing. Cleanliness. Cleanliness means what? When we're clean in body, when we're clean in mind, not much disturbance from disease. People that have true cleanliness. Austerity, not, not, not letting our senses drag us to hell. Little restraint. Fast a couple days a month. No grains. Perform some special little push in your spiritual life during a special month. We'll discuss this later. The month starts tomorrow. Little extra effort in our spiritual life. Turn off the valves a little bit to our material things, those things that drag us away. Mode of goodness. Goodness, passion, or ignorance, all these are still in the material plane. This is not sanatan dharma. These are, this is a way for us to progress and have a more fulfilling material life but we have to use the mode of goodness as a stepping off point to come to realization of our eternal spiritual position. That is why Prabhupada says in this one 
purport, he says the English word religion, the English word religion is a little different from sanatan dharma, from spirituality. Religion conveys the idea of faith and faith may change. One may have faith in a particular process and he may change this faith and adopt another. But Sanatan Dharma refers to that activity which cannot be changed. What can be changed? Well, let's go to the second chapter. The Jayate Briyate Vakata Chim. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor... Oh, we're eternal. Well, that doesn't change. As the soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth, to maturity, to old age, and then dwindling to death. The body goes through these changes, but I don't change. That's Sanatan Dharma. That's our eternal spiritual position. Satchitananda Vigraha. Eternal, full of knowledge, full of bliss, that's who we are. Anything else here, it is not us. It will not make us happy. It doesn't know how much of it you get. It doesn't how it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter none of it it's an illusion we are our eternal dharma is satchitananda vigraha in a spiritual form in service for the supreme lord we have an eternal loving relationship with him that form is our true spiritual existence this form Changes, here today, gone tomorrow. Fish, germ, tree, plant, beast, bird, male, female, human being, demigod, Brahma, worm and stool. It's just a body. It's just a body. It changes again and again and again. Wherever you let your senses drag you, material nature has got it right there for your enjoyment. Your senses will drag you through all these changes. Is that Sanatan Dharma? No. Nope. Has nothing to do with you. That's the beginning of spiritual life. That's that we need to remind ourselves of continually. Whenever whenever the senses are selling, whenever the circumstances are telling us, whenever things this or that are doing, you know, are affecting us. All we have to do is remember Bhagavad Gita. Instruction of Bhagavad Gita. Never was there a time when you did not exist, nor me, nor all these kings, nor in the future will any of us cease to be. For the soul there is never birth nor death. Having once been, it never ceases to be. All of them as they surrender unto me, I reward accordingly. All on the spiritual plane. Bhagavad Gita means, let's go to the spiritual plane. Sanatan Dharma means, that is our spiritual plane. That is true spirituality. Non-sanatan religious faith may have some beginning in the annals of human history, but there is no beginning to the history of sanatan dharma because it remains eternally with the living entities. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadyuka Bunaya Nitya Siddha Nitya, Nitya, eternal. Siddha, perfection. We've heard of the yogis. They have some perfection. They can make a little gold. They can become lighter than a feather. They can become heavier than a, a locomotive. They can become big. They can become, Just imagine this, the wizardry of having those siddhas. Now talk about getting wrapped up in material life. That'll do it for you. When you have that much control over everything. Of course, that's a lot of work. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of years of meditation bringing the mind and senses under complete, absolute control. Then what? Well, then I can travel through the ether airwaves and go to any planet in the universe I want. I can conjure up whatever I want. I can appear in whatever form I want at, at the time I want. Seems so magnificent. It's not Sanatan Dharma. But it's a hell of a lot nicer than <laughs> we, we have right here now, isn't it? But still, it's not Sanatan Dharma. It's still within that 
hoof print of a calf, pleasure-wise, in comparison to an ocean of ecstatic emotion available when we come to the platform of spiritual love. Just keep it in mind. When the yogis are there and they're saying, come, come, they're at the, they have their, their booth up at the county fair and they're saying, come, 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 meditate, here, become a city, eight cities, you can have these wonders of the world. And I'll tell you a little secret. The bhakti yogis have let this out. When you become Krishna's pure devotee, liberation and all of these cities stand with folded hands before you and say, how can I serve? Imagine. If you come to your sanatan dharma, you have the power of hundreds of universes. Your spiritual existence is that potent inconceivable. We can't even imagine. We can't imagine how much power is in one universe. We can't imagine how much power is in an atom. The scientists have figured out they can smash them together and blow things up. But wow, that's in an atom. How much power is in the sun? How many atoms are in the sun? And how big is that? Sonatan Dharmas is a very powerful thing. But all the effort in the world isn't going to get you there. What are you doing here? Uh, I can see you all getting up, closing your books and leaving now. <laughs> all the effort in the world. Why am, I, why am I listening? Why am I hearing what you have to say? <laughs> You're telling me all the effort in the world? Well, what, what? Ah, but there's some keys. There's some keys. There's some secrets where we can show our desire. We can develop under the direction of Krishna's pure devotees to the platform of Yugaitam Namishena Chakshusha Prabhisaita Sunyaitam Jigat Saravam Govinda Virahena We can develop the negative, the negative necessary to draw the absolute to where he wants to pick us up. Complete, total longing on the spiritual plane. That's what Krishna's pure devotees teach us how to come to this level. Prabhupada goes on. Now, a little bit more specific. Sanatan Dharma means our spiritual position. Now, in the introduction to Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada takes it to a whole other level. I told you this is a lot of power in this introduction. When Sanatan Goswami asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about the Swarup, of every living entity, the Lord replied that the sarup, or constitutional position of the living being, is the rendering of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If we analyze this statement of Lord Chaitanya's, we can easily see that every living being is constantly engaged in rendering service to another living being. Our position of one is service. We are eternally spiritual, Satchit Ananda, we have a spiritual form. Well, what do we do in that spiritual form? What's our sarup? What is the manifestation of that spiritual form? Constitutionally, we are meant to render service. Oh, that means we're a slave. Yeah. Wow, what a great slave to be. Imagine the richest, most famous, most beautiful most knowledgeable, most renounced personality, being a slave to them. Is there anything you're in, you would be in want of? You'd live in the most opulent of circumstances. If you're with the most beautiful, you're going to be beautiful. If you're with the most knowledgeable, it rubs off. All these qualities of the Supreme are there because of our Sanatan Dharma. We have these same qualities as the Supreme Lord. And to properly utilize those qualities... Total slavery, but not slavery under a whip, slavery under love. That's bhakti yoga, the slavery of love and devotion. Love. Swarupa, the rendering of service is sanatan dharma. So Prabhupada puts the concepts together. 
our eternal position, the synthesis being that that is true Sanatan Dharma. Prabhupada goes on to give us an idea of what happens when we don't get that service propensity right. And he quotes a verse from Bhagavad Gita. Kamasta stairita jnana prapajante tenya devata tam tam niyamam astaya prakritya niyataswaya. Those who is intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. In fact, if you remember when we studied that section of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna actually makes their, he increases their faith, doesn't he? They want to enjoy material life. He gives them the law books of the Vedas, gives them the methods of sacrifice by where they can perform some sacrifice to appease the demigods, which are simply his ministers for material affairs, and by that appeasement, receiving some benefit. And I give them the faith to do that. Another little trick of devotional service. If you still have some material desire, Krishna is so kind. If you go to him with that material desire instead of the demigods, he'll also fulfill it. But he'll fulfill that desire in such a way that you won't ask for such a foolish thing again. I'll give you an example. You have a small child. Small child's been working in the backyard all afternoon. And she has made the most magnificent mud pie you've ever seen. <laughs> mommy, mommy, look what I made. <laughs> Can we eat the mud pie I made? <laughs> Must taste good. I worked so hard on it. In all likelihood, the mother will say, well, I have something that looks like your mud pie that will probably taste a little better. Krishna's like that. Now the demigods, okay, eat the mud pie. <laughs> Everything in this material world is like a mud pie. It doesn't really fully satisfy you. It doesn't satisfy your true being. But the demigods are there and they'll give you, oh, you want the mud pie? You work so hard for it? Here, take it, eat it. Krishna will say, no, no. Dhruva Maharaj wanted a mud pie. He wanted the kingdom as large as his father's. He'd been insulted by his stepmother. He performed austerities, took shelter of Narada Muni. He got good instruction. He chanted, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya again and again and again. Purified his existence. And he drew, he became... He became that negative that attracted Krishna. Please, 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 crying out again and again. Krishna came. Oh, you want a kingdom? Oh, I thought I wanted a kingdom. My gosh, look at you. You're so beautiful. How could I possibly want anything? A kingdom? No. No, I thought I wanted a kingdom. Can I be with you now? I just... Wow, you're so gorgeous. You're so wonderful. I was looking for some pieces of glass in a kingdom. Now I've found a gem. Just let me be your devotee. No kingdom necessary now. No mud pie required. I have a beautiful, beautiful... Your association is more beautiful than anything that I would desire. So that's the, that's that's one of the the things of this practice of devotional service. We're dealing with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is our dear most friend, situated in our hearts. Even if there's a desire, a karma sarva karma vamoksa karma udharadi travena bhakti yogena. Perform bhakti yoga. If you want everything material, if you want nothing material, even you want to get out of this place, liberation, moksa karma, even you want that, worship Krishna. He'll fulfill the desire in such a way it'll be for your ultimate best interest. That's Krishna's position. Prabhupada goes on, we're all hankering after pleasure, 
Anandamayobhyasat. That's from the Vedanta Sutra. The living entities like the Lord are full of consciousness. It's our characteristic. We're conscious. And they are after happiness. The Lord is perpetually happy. He's infinite. Imagine his infinite happiness. We're infinitesimal. But when we're in touch with the infinite, we're allowed to share that infinite happiness. It completely overwhelms us. You notice this if you read Nectar Devotion. I mean, there's a class of a class of transcendental ecstasies you have no control over. Your hairs stand on end, tears incessantly flowing from your eyes. You can't even speak. You're so caught up in spiritual emotion. That's how that's that is just a little of the happiness coming from the Supreme Lord that the devotee experiences. It's overwhelming. You really have no control over it. So the living entities like the Lord are full of consciousness and they are after happiness. The Lord is perpetually happy and that the living entities associate with the Lord, cooperate with him and take part in his association, then they also become happy. How to say this? It's just, this Krishna consciousness is not a difficult thing. It's simply a matter of giving up the misconceptions and coming to the true understanding of our spiritual existence. It's a fact there's no amount of thinking, yawn, no amount of posturing, yoga, no amount of piety, charity, and, and good works. No amount of worship, no amount of anything we can do is going to free us from the witch of Maya's spell, the spell of the Lord's external energy. We simply have to learn in the association of Krishna's devotees how to take advantage of the mercy that's available to us. We just heard over the weekend, we went to a series of talks. These talks were about what? Surrender. Surrender means what? What do you do when you surrender? You throw your hands up. I give up. Please don't shoot. Huh? Surrender. That's devotional service. I give up. I can't think myself back to Godhead. I can read and get all this knowledge, but all of the knowledge in the world is not going to take me there. All of the yoga in the world is not going to take me there. I can perfect myself, control my mind, control my body, get all of the yoga cities under my belt, fly around the universe, become big, become small, become an, you know, change my form at will. It's not going to get me there. But if I surrender, if I say I've had enough, I really have had enough. There's nothing here that's going to satisfy me. I've had it all. I've had the riches. I've had the, the beauty. I've had everything this world has to offer. And I just it's not going to satisfy me. Even if they still have some little tinge of desire. Or some big tinge of desire. Still, if I can surrender, surrender in association with Krishna's pure devotees, give up. I give up. Take me out of here. Show me how. Not going to happen by knowledge. Not going to happen by yoga. It's going to happen by saranagati. Surrender. That's the process of Krishna consciousness. It's the, what did Trevor I said? It's user-friendly. User-friendly. Easy. Surrender, though, seems so hard, doesn't it? Oh. What are you giving up? That's what you really have to sit back and say. What is this? What is Krishna asking me to give up? What is the guru asking me to give up? What am I so attached to? Is it really that difficult? What is he asking me to give up? Is it, is it a lot? It's not a lot. Not a huge thing. Not yours to begin with anyway. That's that's the first thing you can understand. It's not mine. The wealth, the women, the fame, 
the knowledge. He's asked me to give up these false things and simply understand my sanatan dharma, my true spiritual position, and understand my true swarup, my spiritual form. Well, that doesn't come automatically, but it awakens in my heart as I'm able to throw off these bad habits. I've developed a lot of bad habits, a lot of anarthas. I think the wrong way. I look at things the wrong way. I desire the wrong way. I eat the wrong way. I sleep the wrong way. There's hardly anything I do the right way. But the guru's so kind, he's telling me, now you do like this. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too little. Don't sleep too much. Don't sleep too little. Don't enjoy too much. Don't enjoy too little. Everything in moderation. Give up those activities that are going to really bind you. That bad... Don't We don't want to do things that are going to tighten the shackles of material life. It's enough that our hands and our legs are shackled and then we want to put one around our neck and have ourselves drag. I mean, we have to give up some things. Some simple things. Intoxication. Gambling. Meat eating. Illicit sex. These are big main shackles. But what happens when I give them up? Truthfulness, cleanliness, austerity, and mercy. Pillars. A foundation for my true spiritual life. Automatically comes and starts to support me. Truthfulness, cleanliness, austerity, and mercy. This is not a sectarian religion. This is sanatan dharma. These are the foundation of our true spiritual existence. Always truthful. Always clean. Always austere. Always merciful. It's not a religion. It's reality. Spiritual reality. Anandamayobhyasat. And the result of that reality, of living that reality, the result of that is Ananda Nayobhyasat. Constantly enjoying spiritual pleasure at every moment. Imagine chanting Hare Krishna without the mind dragging you around. Imagine the enjoyment of actually relishing Krishna's name. Once in a while we Tasted a little bit, huh? A little chanting. Whoa. Get some little energy, a little vibration of purity coming through the shell I've built around myself to keep out the reality of, of true spiritual emotion out. I've developed this great defense mechanism. I can defend myself against my reality. Wow. <laughs> I really have got good at it. Lifetimes and lifetimes of practice. The spiritual master comes to help us break through that shell. Oh, what can we say? Prabhupada then gives us a glimpse. Chintamani prakarasadvasucha kalpavriksha. Wow. Spiritual existence. Goloka eva nivasat ya kilat babuta. The Lord resides eternally in his own abode, yet he can be approached from this world. And to this end, the Lord comes to manifest his royal, real form, Satchitananda Vigraha. That real form, Saimasundar. Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. This is what is the Paribhushan. It is the quintessential understanding of Srimad Bhagavatam. The original personality of Godhead is Krishna. And he lives in Goloka. And his Goloka, all those mystic powers, don't even begin. All the cows give unlimitedly whatever you want. The trees, the whole ground is Shintamani. Shintamani, wish fulfilling. Everything there, everything. The trees, the ground, all the living entities, the cows are complete wish fulfilling. Whatever you want is immediately delivered. Of course, there's a characteristic you have in that realm. You don't want anything except 
what will what make Krishna happy and what happens when you can't make Krishna happy tears falling from your eyes moments are seeming like years on end time stands still you're completely lost in the gold mine of spiritual love I'll stop there any questions and your question. Not someone should ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we start with you? <laughs> I, I have a question. Um, um, Kripparari Swami used, uh, she talks um, about, um, I'm trying to think of the term, uh, Ragbhakti. Mm-hmm. Ragbhakti and the other one. Vaidhi? Vaidhi, yeah. Can you mm-hmm. explain that? Before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu invented and broke open the storehouse of knowledge of transcendental ecstatic relationship with Krishna in his eternal abode, the majority of devotees, the practitioners of bhakti yoga, were fully satisfied in worshipping the Supreme Lord in awe and reverence. That platform of worship is conducted under the Pancharatriki Vidhi uh, of Vaidhi Bhakti, regulative reverence in awe of the Supreme Lord, offering, you know, everything's done very carefully to worship the Lord, but always with some due respect and reverence. That's necessary, of course. Lord Chaitanya taught his taught his disciples and through his disciples the whole world there is a higher level of spiritual exchange beyond awe and reverence that level of spiritual exchange is available on the rag mark the raganuga we as gaudiya vaishnavas aspire to Of course, we, under the direction of the spiritual master, perfectly practice the Vaidhi Bhakti. But we do it as a step to step into, to first control the mind and senses to such an extent that they're no longer an impediment. And then we can progress beyond that through humility and the mercy descending from the from those that are already on that plane to a loving exchange, even to such an extent that that loving exchange is there independent of even an awareness that your supreme beloved is God. Hard for us to conceive of in the beginning stages of our practice. But do you understand now? What does binding mean? Rules and regulations. Okay. Rag, Raganuga Bhakti. It's uh, emotion, emotion spiritual emotion, yes. Tomorrow begins the month of Kartik. It comes once every year. From full moon to full moon. Tomorrow is the full moon it begins. And it's very, very... It's like a... You've seen that spaceship comes and it's like the beam, you know, the beam comes down and you can be beamed up. The light's coming down. Kartik, this special month, is kind of like that. There's special spiritual potency available in, during this month. And we need to put ourselves under the rays of that special mercy. And there's a way to do that. And one of the ways is that we specifically worship the Supreme Lord in his loving exchange with his mother. Mother Yasoda, particularly in a specific exchange where the Lord allowed himself to be bound by the love and devotion of his mother. Who can bind God? No one. But the Raganuga path teaches us that we can bind God through our love. I've made you all little cassettes. (laughs) At least listen to the first song on these cassettes. 
and try to read along every day. And when we come here next week, which will be, we will offer flame to Damodar and Mother Yasoda, and we'll chant together. I've actually put three versions of the song on here, another nice song and a, and a song by Sachidananda Swami, which, you know, if you just want to let the CD continue to play. But during this month, I would like for you, if there's any possibility, to take the 10 or 15 minutes to play and read the words, read the Sanskrit to this song, and then go back and read yourself the English. Every day, from this full moon that starts tomorrow until the next full moon. The spiritual benefit is amazing. So that's three versions of the song. You just have to listen to whichever one you like. But the first one is a full version. Mm-hmm. Takes about 15 minutes, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you say the first one is a full version, so the other two aren't? Yeah, one. It's just it's the same melody. I just thought I'd put them on there so you could hear other people chanting. Why is it called Damodar Astaka? Because his name is Damodar, and there's fasting. And Astaka means the song of heaven. Eight verses. Such a sweet, sweet song that hopefully by the end, if you listen to this every day, hopefully by the end of the month, when you hear this song, tears will fill your eyes. This is in the song book, yes? Yes. Thank you for doing that. I'm not, I just made these. Well, you you have to do the rest. <laughs> it's in this book, right? Yes. Thank you so very much. We will see you next week. And we'll chant together this Dhamma Dharastika.